0: It's the internet, you're busy, so let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. Uh, this is the podcast where we decide everything in the world of games so you don't have to think about it for yourself. With me is Mike Minotti. Hey,
1: hey, hey. How's it going? You have a good oh, trip? Pretty,
0: yeah, and a good, pretty good trip. Yeah, it was good. Oh, I turned up music. I'm already messing up the mixer, Mike. Um, I, It was a good trip. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to talk a little bit about my trip. Uh, talk about maybe a f- few games. We haven't been playing too much because... You were busy making up for me, and I was busy, you know, slacking off. It was pretty good. Um, We're also in the second half. I think we're going to talk about the best gaming on trips and vacations, like your memories of that and things like that from your childhood. Does that sound good to you?
1: Sounds great to me, although I'm, like, one of those people who gets car sick very easily, so I I could, like, never play my Game Boy in the car.
0: Well, even if it's, like, not in the car, did you, like, ever play, like, once you got somewhere?
1: Well, yeah, although we – I actually had one of those many – I'm about to just jump into the topic. Should we, do you want to do more of a pre-thing here?
0: Um, let's me just get let get the uh, like the points of order out of the way, and then maybe we can actually just get the topic out of the way first this sure. week. Um, okay, so yeah. First, everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can get more from me and Mike at GamesBeat.com. If you have something to share with us, email the podcast at gamespluspodcastadventurebeat.com. That's the plus sign in there. Uh, if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anything like that. Uh, if you like the show, rate us on a- Apple Podcasts. It helps us out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's get this out of the way. So I just went on a road trip. I had my vacation last week. We talked about this a little bit. Um, on that vacation, I just kind of drove up to Mount Rushmore. It was like six and a half hours straight up through Wyoming and then over into South Dakota. We went through Nebraska on the way back just to, you know, liven it up. You know, Nebraska, it's really happening. Um, but uh, I, what I noticed was, is uh, I don't like... You, you might have the best, like, system ever for a road trip right now with the Switch, maybe, uh, but I don't think this is, like, the best time to be, like, playing games while on a on a vacation or on a road trip, just because, like, I would remember uh, there was a point where the Game Boy Advance was so popular and so ubiquitous that you could, like, go into a gas station and... Find like games at a gas station. They weren't always like those crappy games. Sometimes they were like legit, like good games. You could like just buy one and get one and pop in your Game Boy Advance and play it in the back seat with the backlight or you know the front light or whatever it was on that thing. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah the Game Boy Advance SP. But I don't know. We could talk about that a little bit more. But I guess I want to like pick up where we left off with you. So you couldn't really play games in the car much like what was what was gaming like for for you on vacation well because
1: i couldn't i couldn't play if i was like looking down at something i couldn't play in the car but we had one of those minivans in like the late 90s that like had the nintendo 64 like controller ports built into it and it didn't have nintendo 64 built into it but had like the controller ports like on the side so you could plug in your, your nintendo 64 to the tv and like just play it in there uh, and it was so, you know, we would play things like Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. I remember we played the, uh, dog fighting mode in Star Fox 64 a lot. And this was really, cause we would do a lot of roach. Tr- we, we would go to Disney World a lot. Uh, sometimes we would drive, not a whole lot, but sometimes we would. And it was a pretty long drive from, uh, Ohio, but mm-hmm. that would always help out. There was even, um, we, even the next like van, it didn't have the Nintendo 64 stuff, but we were still just able to like plug in a GameCube. So we were playing a lot of Melee and stuff like that. So it, when I'm like looking up at the TV like that, I wouldn't get as car sick for whatever reason.
0: Nah, I mean, that makes some sense. Like All just right. the equilibrium of like looking up and keeping it like level. That makes some sense. But uh, yeah. I, I definitely did some similar stuff. And this was I was a little bit older when the GameCube came out. But me and my friends, I had like a 1980 Malibu and we would plug in the GameCube into the, you know, the cigar port to get some power. And I had one of those little screens that popped on top of the GameCube and you flipped it up.
1: Yes, and I, we, know, I had one of those, too.
0: And I love that thing, and I uh, I think I, there was a battery for it and some stuff like that. You could do that, but if you just you would just plug it into the car and it was fine. Uh, and I had the four controller ports again, so you could just play Melee and Mario Kart and stuff on that little screen, oh my God. and that was a ton of fun. And people would like I'd be driving a lot of times, but people in the back seat would be playing, and it was really it was really great. Um, I liked that a ton. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I mean for me, the biggest memories would be like like playing like uh, my first Game Boy. With like the light coming down from the side of the car in the back seat, and trying to like, I would uh, I remember specifically my dad would always get mad because he uh, would hate seeing the light in the rear view mirror. Uh he would think it was another car and he'd be like, Oh, you gotta turn that light off. I yeah, can't there's laugh. a car coming. Yeah, he would freak out and like flip the car. It was something like, okay. like when
1: I was a kid, I never like I kind of get it now, but I still feel like they were always overreacting. <laughs> put a light <laughs> in the back, they'd be like, I can't see anything, I'm blinded.
0: I, I'm exactly overreacting. It's I like, oh, remember being I a I kid did. be like, When when I'm an adult, I'm never gonna tell anyone that. <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm gonna let people use those lights. And I am like that. I get it now a little bit more like you said, but I'm still like, you know, yeah, use the light. I don't care, I'll figure it out. Um, but so what I would do is I would take off my shoes and I'd grab my socks and, you know, like the little handlebars that like are right there for like getting, helping you get out of the car. I would try to like strategically position my socks so that they would block the light like towards his mirror and just kind of shoot it straight down. And I was able to kind of get really good at that so I could watch my, uh, you know, play Zelda or Tetris or whatever.
1: See, it's weird because before sleep mode, it felt like even portable gaming kind of doing it on trips. And my, my family vacations were very much theme park kind of things. Right. So I would always maybe have like 10 minutes here, 30 minutes, like if I'm in a real long line, something like that. So, you know, sometimes like I, it had to be strategic. Like, am I going to have enough time to start up this game and
0: right. do something
1: meaningful in it? <laughs> um, then you know once, especially the, the the DS was the first one where everything was just automatically sleep mode when you closed it. That was like right. the big game changer because then it was just like yeah, play play whatever. With like I have to get on this ride now, just close it. I can pick it back up later. It's fantastic.
0: Even just like going out of the house with that with the DS and the 3DS. After that, I would just I would do that like all all the time. It would always be with me. I remember Go ahead. I remember people saying that like oh Street Pass doesn't make any sense in America. So well, that's just for Japan. I'd be like I don't know man. I take mine with me everywhere. And I get plenty of street passes, so yeah, I don't know. I, did, I definitely reached a point
1: where I stopped caring about street pass, and I don't know why.
0: Oh yeah, same here. But I mean, but it was definitely, like, I was still picking them up. Yeah, yeah there
1: was a time that first e three I went to with my three DS. Oh, that was fun. But the, oh yeah, the street pass. But uh, it, it's weird. The random games I remember, like for specific vacations, using a lot. Like there was mm-hmm. one Disney trip where I was playing the the Darkstalkers game for the PSP, just oh, like wow. a ton. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason. Uh, and then like, I remember actually, you know, Link's Awakening, uh, when they finally oh, yeah. released, they released a that's version my, of that. That's my big one. Yeah. They released a version of that for, uh, for 3DS and, or, th- or DS. I can't remember. It was portable for some reason or another. And well, I, least,
0: I, so there was Link's Awakening DX for like the Game Boy Color. And then later they would like sell it on the eShop. Right. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah.
1: It must Yeah, it was that it was on the eShop for one of those two. And like, I played Link's Awakening, a ton, but I never beat it. And it just so happened, like, when I beat it, I was right outside the Living Season Epcot, just, like, waiting for my brother to, like, buy a toy or something. It's weird how well I can remember that.
0: No, yeah, no, totally. I'm the same way. I remember... I don't know, like, going to a Shoney's. Like, my 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 road trips when I was young were very rarely to anywhere as exciting as Disney World. We'd go visit family in Ohio from Michigan or whatever. So, we, a lot of that, but, like, we'd always, like, pull into, a, like, this Shoney's, and I'd always be playing. There was, a, like, a couple-year period, like, a two-year period where I was playing Leak's Awakening as, like, an 11, yeah. like, 12-year-old uh, trying to figure out games in the first place. Um And, I, yeah, I remember that Shonies and playing that game there, like, multiple times. Um yeah, I know, it, that, that, that that game, I think it was it's very intrinsically linked to that time in my life and road trips. That's one of the reasons I think I like it so much. Just kind of being able to zone, zone out in the back seat with this awesome game and sort of having it teach me how games work in the first place. It was, uh, yeah, formative. Um, but um, okay, beyond like Game Boys and portables and things like that, what about like arcades? Do you have any like memories of like destination arcades that you went, ended up at?
1: I mean, they're all Disney. <laughs> but I mean, that's Disney fine. Give me, just give me a couple. Give me highlights. Ra- all right the big arcade, you know, the contemporary hotel. That's the one the monorail goes into.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there was an arcade in there. It was called the Fiesta Fun Zone or something. Fiesta Fun Something. Fiesta Fun Center.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: was an arcade, man. I mean, it had everything you could dream of, and it had, like, just some insane arcade cabinets. There was this game called Rail Chase, which was a, like, it was like a, you sit down on, like, a little bench thing. It's like you're on a mine cart, and you have, like, the mounted guns, but the the thing would shake. It was like a simulator, too, and, like, this is like 1996 or whatever. It was pretty a pretty big deal. Uh, like you know, it would have like stuff like the cheesy little like bowling game. Uh, it had like this four-player tank game. It was like a team-based thing. It was like two versus two. It just had all sorts. Like Disney has some real good arcades. Uh, not yeah. these days, not quite so much because the whole thing is dying. But back then. In fact, this is timely. The last Explain Bro podcast I did with my my brother AJ, that's at ebpodcast.com. We talked about Disney Quest, which was their uh, kind of bizarre attempt to make a chain of virtual reality, like indoor amusement centers slash arcades. Hmm. And they had the the, they uh they only make two of them. One in like uh Chicago and then one in Disney World. But the one Disney World stayed open. It opened in ninety eight. It just closed last month. It was like oh, wow. very outdated by the time it closed, but it was it was glorious in its way.
0: <laughs> well I mean so like if you like went like in the last couple of months, what kind of like what kind of fun would you be having? Would it still be like it would be kind of like a retro fun, a retro future sort of thing, or is it just like bad VR?
1: Kind. It has, it's some bad VR. Like this is like, like the late nineties kind of more right. VR, a little bit like a step above that. And then there would just be sections with a bunch of free to like f- on free play arcade games. Um, There's specifically a section where they're like old ones, like Tron, Burger Time, Donkey Kong, uh, stuff like that. And then like the section with the quote unquote newer stuff, I'd like probably age them, but like your Tekken's, or oh, versus Capcom, like whatever racing game and the shooting games and and stuff like that. It was it was a glorious place. It was like my favorite thing at Disney World for some years.
0: Yeah, I I, I wish I would have had like arcade experiences like that. Mine were always like Virginia Beach and like finding like the one like weird arcade virtual reality thing, which isn't even as advanced it, as what it, Disney it, was doing. It probably
1: drove my family crazy that like at least Disney Quest really like is a space arcade. I mean that thing in. Uh, contemporary it still was an arcade i wonder if right you like, just crazy. a regular
0: arcade yeah like, like that's what like
1: i was super excited uh, i was going to the arcade in our hotel
0: but, i uh yeah that virgin that virgin uh, virginia beach one it was just like the little arcade headset you'd pull it down uh and then it would always have like little pieces of gum stuck in there by some like jerk off teenager stuff. yeah yeah exactly uh yeah so that it was always disappointing when you actually would do that like that kind of stuff um i i will say like i on the the, the trip we um we went from Mount Rushmore out to the Badlands National Park, which is kind of like this really cool mountainous region uh, with like where it's kind of like the Grand Canyon in reverse, where it's like the Grand Canyon came out of the ground instead of goes down into the ground. Is um, it just the mountain? Not quite, because there's like huge crevices and stuff. Okay, but yes, sure. basically, Mike, if you want to be reductive about <laughs> it. So <laughs> that just the mountain. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it, between there and Mount Rushmore, there's this little town called Wall. And Wall Drug is like their big Wild store. Drug! Yeah. Have you been there?
1: AJ has been. He's told me about it. He also told me that because I want to make that trip. He told me that to, to, you have to wait. go to
0: wall drug. Yeah, like it's, we, a, it's a
1: big thing. Wall drug. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's like this whole like city block in this, not a city at all. Uh, but this whole like city block in wall that this store has just like overtaken over time. Um, and like, you can like look at a map and it's got like different sections and it's like each, each section is a, is a, a different part of wall drug. Like there's a cafe and a store and a bunch of different shops or whatever but they had an arcade there and they had a couple like interesting games. One is like this uh, space invaders extreme or something like that. And instead of like having like a big LCD screen, it's just this big like dot matrix display. Uh, And it's huge. It's like a story high. And like, so it's like a very low fi but very huge arcade game. And it's just space invaders, but it's like two player and, and almost played almost more like missile command. I don't know. It was very cool looking. Uh, I really like thought that was interesting. But the other thing was, I mean they had the new Cruisin game, the new Nintendo Cruising like blast or something that came out in 2016. Yeah. Isn't this insane, Mike? There is a new cruising no, no. arcade. It's copyright 2016 Nintendo. It's not even like they like sublicensed it to someone else. It came out in tw- I, I Googled it too. I looked it up. It's real. They announced it and I completely forgot that it was a thing. So I'm like, oh, clearly if they're gonna do that, they'll like release it on one of their systems, right? Yeah. They don't they don't even talk about the thing. It's just that. a yeah, I, I was like, wow, this is this is nuts. I, we were way too, like, we were running behind, so I didn't get a chance to play it, and I'm, like, really regretting it. And it's, like, one of like, the reasons I want to go... put
1: this on the Switch right now? Yeah,
0: totally. It, it's so insane. Uh, and, 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 like, these are the kinds of things, like, um, that and, like, the going to get, like, gas stations and being disappointed that there are no Game Boy games. But, like, seeing that, it's, like, making me think, like, yeah, road trips are, like, really interesting ways to still discover new things about games that I didn't even, like, really realize were still possible to discover these days. I... It, it, it's shocking to me that Nintendo even still has an arcade division, let alone that they are releasing games in the arcade that they don't release on their systems or even talk about ever.
1: Cruisin' Blast. That,
0: like, Reggie fils has never said Cruisin' no.
1: Blast. No. Like,
0: no. <laughs> on any stage. Yeah, get that out here, man. Me Why is it Cruisin such a separate thing? Like, I don't I don't get so it. So that's where there
1: was a Cruisin' that came out for the Wii. It was just called Cruisin'. And that was in 2011. And that was the last one before Cruisin' Blast, which... Does not have its own Wikipedia page. It's just on the cruise. That's so bizarre.
0: Yep, Cruiser. I, I wonder if like, Cru- the machines only got like started coming out recently. It looked very pristine that this, this machine.
1: Cruising USA was a very important uh, early Nintendo sixty four game. Man, it was like one of the first big like. Because that was still back. When I was like, look how much it looks like the arcade game.
0: Yeah, and it, wasn't that one, one of the arcade games that Nintendo released where at the beginning on those? Stuff, said Ultra sixty four. Alt- Ultra sixty four. Yeah, well, yeah, because because Cruising
1: USA came out like nineteen ninety
0: four yeah i love that it's so yeah good, those are great. yeah those are all games that you would like just encounter on like road stops and stuff and i don't know but uh this one was very interesting just to see that uh huh.
1: yeah i don't know i'm on the I, lookout for that now
0: i know for sure i'm like I, I wish there was like a map i could like see and find it in my area but i'm almost almost like oh we just gotta maybe we gotta go back out to Waldrug drug at some point take the kids back out there we'll see um Mike, I think I think that's going to do it for that conversation. And any other memories, anything else, any other like the best road trip games, anything like that?
1: No, it's, except that it's it's sometimes weird how much I anticipate I'm going to need some of these game devices, oh, and then I God. don't really use them. You
0: know? Yeah. Compl- like I'll- I mean, I had my Switch with me the whole time. Of oh, course, God. I didn't have Especially now, to touch that. Of course, the not. Switch. Like if I go somewhere, yeah. I'll
1: bring my Switch, my <laughs> Vita, my 3DS, and like you know, even I'll still bring like the Nook and like the yeah. the, the laptop, and it's like that i'm just sitting there i'm like just kind of yeah. I sit here for a bit
0: i know i kind of feel i almost feel ashamed of myself like i'm like i'm an adult man i should be able to like make a decision about what i'm gonna do with my free time beforehand but no i have to have all this entertainment just in case
1: i know even like the e3 anymore because i have so many appointments now like back when i was a scrub and had to wait in the lines like the 3ds was pretty useful but mm-hmm. now it's like you know one am my right I no really time for that no?
0: I'm too important now, Jeff. Of course, yeah. That's what I always say. Mike, Mr. Important. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's what people think of me. You
0: think, Mike, you think importance. Yep, yep, top tier. Um, Okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a break. Uh, I know we're kind of going out of order here from what's normal, but that was fun. Uh, When when we come back, we're going to talk about... I, mean, I already talked about my road trip, and that was the only thing I had in my, like, what I've been up to. I haven't played any games because I've been busy with that. Uh, I guess we could maybe just hop into the news, unless, Mike, you have any other games you want to talk about?
1: I can talk about Mega Man a little bit if you want to before. Yeah,
0: let's let's touch on it, and then we'll get into the news. Okay, we're going to go to the uh, break. We'll, we'll be touch right Mega back. Mega Man. I always touch Mega Man. Touch him good. Whether developing, playing, or simply hosting games on a server, Intel makes it happen and Intel wants to make sure the biggest innovations in gaming continue to happen on the PC by giving developers a hand with the Intel Game Dev Program. All you have to do is sign up, and Intel will provide the resources necessary to help you continue to innovate and make gaming even more amazing. Head on over to the Game Dev Program at software.intel.com gamedev to get started. Again, that URL is software.intel.com gamedev. And we're back, Mike. Um, okay, so, yeah, Mega Man. You've been playing it. It's still kind of what it was last week. It's these four games that weren't in the first Mega Man collection. Uh, any evolved thoughts on it now that you've put some more time well, on it? think I think
1: last time I had only played Mega Man 9. I've, I've kind of gone through, or I just started 10. I've kind of been through all of them now. Okay. which just been a fun time. And, yeah, they are all they all range from uh, good to to fantastic, like nine and ten, especially are are like really good. Nine is probably the best one of them. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. it's hard to say, and everyone it's weird because everyone agrees with that, even though nine and ten are so similar. It's hard to like put down why nine's better.
0: I mean, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think I would just chalk it up to you having more a more author, authoritative op- opinion yeah, on that matter. Maybe
1: not. Maybe I'm just a sheep
0: yeah well so i would just say that they're they're the same i would say they're at the exa- exact same level almost if i were like to give my real opinion on the matter
1: it's hard to say i don't know they're, just, they're both they're both good though they're,
0: yeah totally like you can't you're not going to go wrong with either one is kind of where, where i'm where i'm at right,
1: seven are interesting because they're they're both still good but they like have these more apparent flaws where mm-hmm. especially seven is the weirdest thing about seven is that like the sprite the character sprite is just so big that everything else is like small, like the screen space is just bizarrely small, like the resolution is all weird. So it's like kind of hard to see what's coming at you sometimes, which is,
0: mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, no, but, that is, that's completely unacceptable. I think actually playing that game like it's kind of hard that they or, or It's kind of hard to imagine how they thought that was okay. Right, it's, it's, like, not, it's it, not terrible. It's real
1: weird it. when you first start playing it, but like, mm-hmm. it gets better. The, the, the big problem too is you're just comparing that one to Mega Man X entirely, which came out quite a bit. Right. I think Mega Man X came out before Mega Man Six, even. That mm-hmm. was on the NES, so like Mega Man X had already been around for a while. I'm sure, Mega Man X two probably was already around. So it's it's a little bit of a kind of a weird thing with seven, but still really good. Like it's a it is definitely stands out from the S games because it's kind of more colorful and cheery and a bit more. Fun. Eight is real interesting because at that point, like yeah, you know, doing like the 2D sprite mega game was kind of still there's the X games on that too, but it's still kind of a quaint thing. It was kinda of a little cute. And it has like the anime cutscenes, which are just hilarious, like the some of the best voice acting you'll ever hear. Uh I think we talked about that a little bit last week mm-hmm. too, but man. But, but still, like, the actual game is super fun. Like, I, m- I remember that I liked Mega Man 8 a lot when I was a kid, because it was, like, the new Mega Man game still. And right. it was, like, oh, it's, like, fancy and neat and whatnot. But uh, it's, 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 they're all good. It's Because, it's I don't know, 7 and 8 do sometimes get a bad rap just because they are weird, a little bit... Uh, they kind of stand alone on their generations, right? Like yeah. Mega Man Meg- Meg 1 through 6. There's literally six of them on the NES. You yeah, you don't have to like... One you each.
0: You never have to include 7 or 8 in the conversation a lot of the times. People can just like... Comfortably leave them off when they're talking about Mega Man, like historically. It's one of the reasons I think they got away with like one through six in that first right. collection.
1: But I think yeah, but I, I I think they you know they don't they shouldn't just be completely forgotten. They are still no games. no they are completely. fun. They have uh yes. there are some things that they even do a little bit better. The one thing I really like in Mega Man Eight is that like when you have a weapon equipped, you can still fire your regular weapon. Like you don't have to use up that that energy, so you can like have like whatever the shield weapon is in that one. uh, But in like, you know, but you don't have to use it really. You can still hold down your charge shot and shoot those and use that yeah. when you need it. Yeah, that is cool. So none, none of the other ones do that. So that's
0: nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I want to get back and kind of uh, get through all of nine and 10. Um, and I, I think I will actually try to give seven and eight a shot. And really, I mean,
1: I de- my order was definitely nine, 10, eight, seven. Yeah.
0: Which is <laughs> exactly. probably
1: the order of how, good that they are yeah that's how i'd probably rank
0: them but yeah that that makes sense that's probably how i'll approach them too. it's uh it'll be good to just kind of play a good Mega Man game um yeah the only other thing like i said i just i've been traveling so not a lot of time for games i did play some PUBG. I got uh, i guess i could say i got custom games uh which is a thing like it was a huge rigmarole to go through with blue hole to be like hey can i get custom games and you have to like fill out this paperwork and i did that and what this means is i can like set up uh, like pr- basically private matches and I can control them and I can have like observer privileges. And I think we're going to try to do like a, almost a games industry tournament uh, coming up th- later this month. So uh, that'll be pretty cool. I think we're going to try to live stream that on Facebook, on the venture beat page, maybe also put it on YouTube. We'll see Twitch as well. Um, But yeah, I uh, got some game developers basically coming into play. I uh, talked to a few, I think Jonathan blow is going to, is going to play. Really? So yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be intense. Fine. So, yeah, we're gonna see if we can get that going. Um, also, I, I, I said
1: a- <laughs> I can't wait to see. Man, i will be like so motivated to get good if I know like the opportunity to kill like name game just <laughs> I can get it to myself. Like, oh, you killed Jonathan Blow, and I'll be like, eh, eh,
0: eh. yeah, just screenshot That's that. Funny. Yeah, That's exactly.
1: Um, be, like, I- take that, take that seven out of ten for <laughs> witness <laughs> and like it.
0: Uh, I put it on one of my, on my top ten. Yeah, you of the, like game the, of the year. So, you yeah, I bet he
1: wishes you reviewed it, not me. <laughs>
0: I bet he doesn't care one way or the other.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: <not. laughs> um, I, I, I've also been messing around with the green screen. In case you can't tell, it's like,
1: what? You mean you're not really in space. I,
0: no, I mean I am. But I, it's the green screen and me are both in space right now. Yeah, it's 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 a whole thing. No, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of fun. I've always wanted a green screen since I was a kid. Since I like saw a making of Star Wars: A New Hope, and they explained how they did all the 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 motion controls for the the ships and how the Millennium Falcon wasn't really moving the camera was just moving in front of a green screen and I you know ever since then I've wanted to play around with the, with a the green screen I never I've never had one so it's kind of cool to get this and mess around my hair kind of doesn't really work you could kind of yeah kind of fuzzy so oh well, I'm still playing around with it it's it's fun I, I like put myself all. yep I I always say that but my wife my wife won't let me she says it's my brand and I'm like I don't know what that means but oh well. Um, it is fun though, to put myself like over the game and things when I'm playing that on Twitch. So yeah, uh, I think though, that's probably going to do it for kind of all, like what we've been up to. Why don't we just hop into the news? Let's do it. So yeah, first up middle earth shadow of war is introducing a marketplace going to be selling basically like loot and stuff that you can upgrade your character with. So you can, I think basically the idea is you set up a kingdom or whatever your own uh, castle, and then people invade your castle and when they and you can like buy stuff to m- make your upgrades better, so people have a harder time doing that or make it easier for you when you want to go invade other people. Uh, Mike, I, I lost your video, so hop back in there when you get a chance. Sure, thanks. Um, I think people are people were kind of responded pretty poorly to this at first because it also came with the announcement that it would you would have to always be on online. but I think it's always online to like use any of your purchases. I think that's how that works. Um, I think this is part of the games as a service trend. Sure. I mean,
1: it's just, it's tough because it's, it just doesn't quite fit so well into like an open world RP, single player RPG thing like
0: this. It's it's definitely Ubisoft ish, is what it feels like. Yeah. It seems
1: a little, I mean, it's, it, it brings a bit more pay to win than like, you know, Overwatch skins. Mm -hmm. It's a little ickier.
0: It definitely is. It's, uh, I think it's strange. I, you know, I'll reserve full judgment, but I'm betting. This is not something I'm going to be a huge fan of and be like, oh, I'm so glad I can pay money for these things. I doubt that's going to be the case for me. Um, yeah, let's just, I mean, just loot chests contain gear, weapons, and armor of varying rarity. Like, that's just the first thing. So, no, it's not good. No, it's not good. It's not, but I, not,
1: yeah, but I don't really even really understand what, like, so there is a multiplayer component to this game, then you're saying, like, there, will there is a multiplayer.
0: To- I think it's rating other people. Okay. Like, I think it's asynchronous maybe. Yeah.
1: Cause like, yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, all right. Right. So, but Cause I mean, for the single player, like who even cares? Like, I'm sure it's just gonna be easy enough. You don't mean yeah, no right. Way. But yeah, either way, who cares? No, I'm going to get real hardcore into middle or shadow war, asynchronous multiplayer modes. Yeah,
0: man, it's going to, that's a hard thing to, it's a hard shift to make from one game to the other to get an audience to care about that stuff. Maybe they'll pull it off. I don't know, and if they do, maybe people people want to spend money. But those are like, it feels like it's just like a, such a subset of a subset. At a certain point, like who, no one's going to yeah. be buying this game to get the multiplayer stuff. And see, spend it's money. weird because
1: Warner Bros. kind of did a good job of getting loot boxes into Injustice in a, too two, in and uh, in a way that made sense.
0: For sure, it's, for sure, it seems
1: way less elegant.
0: <laughs> yes, at least it, so far. We'll reserve judgment. We'll see how it goes yeah um let's see i've already lost my stardew's
1: valley multiplayer update coming yes. in early 2018
0: thank you mike yeah um stardew valley is that that game that i'm, I'm still waiting to play on the switch it's that exactly i
1: want to play this game so bad by uh-huh
0: but it would have been family- a perfect summer game but oh well oh
1: man
0: yeah it's, i mean multiplayer i i think that makes a lot of sense a lot of people spent like spending a lot of time in this game working together like people do in like minecraft or something like that uh
1: i guess, see it's not like what i would want from the game, but I think some at least not my sure. first
0: playthrough. If, like, if I was like yeah. as into it as some people are, I imagine that they would want that. Uh, maybe I might end up being that hardcore into it, but I, I don't know. for, for me, my first playthrough is definitely going to be just solo at my own pace, not having to worry about, yeah, fighting all my farm waifus. Yeah, and
1: yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> They're not waifus if the game's Indian from the west. God damn it, Mike. Um, are they not? No, I, they probably I thought waifus are. were waifus. It's just, they're all, everything's a waifu now. They're all, Um, they're all
1: waifus. You're my waifu now. My favorite
0: drink is waifu. Yeah, exactly. Gonna have some waifu for dinner tonight. Uh, Take two says the PC market is very important, but it's not going to commit to Red Dead Redemption two on PC. Why are they being so cagey about this? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you got to think like they're looking back at their historical sales data for Grand Theft Auto five and how that game has lived multiple lives because of its multiple releases so getting released on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, and then the next year Xbox One and PlayStation 4, and then the next year PC, um, and how that really... I mean, not that it needed help, because clearly it's still selling well beyond any of those releases, but maybe they're thinking the same thing could happen to Red that Dead Redemption That must be. It's like,
1: so, yeah, they're they're very clearly like Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC is not coming at launch. It's going to be like the next year.
0: Right. Like, yeah, we're dedicated to the PC. It's important to us, but we're going to get our, uh, the biggest sales we can upfront on the consoles. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna do the same thing on the PC a year later for all the holdouts. And for the people that, that would have just bought it on the PC but it will, will like suffer through a console version, they're gonna buy it again because they wanna have mods and things like that.
1: It sure is weird how like the most important like thing on, in Red Dead Redemption 2 is something like I don't even care about at all. Like this whole multiplayer thing, you know, they're gonna try to Grand Theft Auto online it pretty hardcore.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you have to these days. That's like I
1: guess so. Yeah,
0: it's the new it's season weird, pass like, and stuff,
1: right? But it's just weird. Like with Grand Theft Auto Five, they like told people there'd be single player, you know, content and stuff, and we kind of had to learn why that's not gonna happen. Like this time, you just straight up don't expect it ever. Like there won't be like an expansion for Red Dead Redemption Two. Hard to believe that that game was supposed to be coming out soon.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, they need the Benz. The Benz isn't there to help finish the game. So Benz. yeah, I can't, I actually can't remember the guy's full names, but the Benz is just the dude that oh, helped well actually. Sounds yeah. The Benz is the guy that helped actually finish Grand Theft Auto V and was like primarily responsible oh, for even God. the thought and creation of GTA online. And he's no longer at the company after they didn't pay him a bonus after GTA Five. Sure.
1: Just uh, paid so, him that bonus.
0: Yep. Sounded like it may, it may have come from a place of jealousy from, uh, from, uh, the, the, the Hauser brothers. Um, yeah. Okay. So Activision is considering other remasters after the t- after Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy did so <laughs> like kidding. sold so well. Yeah. I mean, okay, I get that. But like, what? Like, what are they talking about? Like, what are they thinking about? What games do they have that they could? Spyro. I mean, is, is they own Spyro. Activision. They own Spyro. Does? Oh yeah. Okay. Remember that's
1: uh yeah. You're right. Skylanders. Spyro you're right. One, Two, and Three. That's pretty easy. That's going to happen. Okay. And, uh, that that should happen. But like,
0: they already tried Tony Hawk and. That is never half,
1: they, they didn't do a very good job with that.
0: I mean, neither time like uh, Tony Hawk's like Pro Skater HD was like okay, and then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five was bad, actively I mean, awful. Part, like, the
1: reason why like the Crash Bandicoot things are good is because there's think there's obviously small differences, but it's pretty one to one, right? Like that's what, mm-hmm. what's awesome about that. It's Just like hey, look at this this old game, and now it's it's like looks pretty new, but it plays exactly like you remember it. Like that that's great.
0: Yep, I mean, and I think Spyro is a very easy thing to do that too, for sure. Uh, and they'll pull that off. I, I, yeah, they'll probably get the same developer to do it, uh, and um, it'll be fine. But, but right. Beyond that, uh, I don't know.
1: I mean, you could do some of the older Call of Duty games. Uh, yeah, even, I mean, I guess. I guess I. Matt Hoffman's to, Pro BMX. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm. I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to look up some old. I'm
1: looking up things. Yeah, I mean, they had their old Spider-Man games. That would be something, uh
0: yeah, that'd be too difficult to get the rights figured out. I bet. Yeah, I mean, there's not like. Well, I mean, they totally worked with Sony on Crash Bandicoot, right? So maybe they'll work with Sony again on those Spider-Man games. Crash. Yeah. No. uh
1: oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But Spy- Spyro seems to be the, the, the sure thing here. Everything. Yeah. Else, without a doubt. Yeah. Everything else, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Do they still? They probably don't have the Double O Seven license anymore. God, who yeah, has that? Who probably has. no one. That's probably a mess. Yeah. And- hell. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, Cabela's Big Game Hunter. They'll bring back all those ones that they did.
1: back at this, I'm like, that's, that's what that. Those are, these are all the games Activision had. I thought they would have had more.
0: I mean, they just they just get their like one or two series franchises and then they run them in the ground. I mean, Guitar Hero, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Call of Duty. I mean, they have a couple big games every year and they just continue to be big. I mean, Sky who's Island to say right they now? couldn't
1: just like remaster like Guitar Hero One, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, you could, but I, they did Guitar Hero recently and it didn't go so well. What are you
1: talking about? It's back, better than ever.
0: <laughs> Gun. They're gonna they're gonna re-release Gun Gun HD. I can't wait. Isn't
1: isn't uh the rock gonna be a new Rampage movie? Isn't that dumb? They can have they can have Rampage. Are
0: they still doing that? Are, are they still making that? I think movie? he filmed it. Oh my god. What I does he play? That- does he does he play like one of the people that turns into the monster? No, well? he
1: probably plays one of the, like he probably. Like, plays like the army guy who's, like, trying to spend time with his family, but they call him in to take care of the monsters.
0: Oh, he's just, it was his vacation, too. It was 4th of July. Man. Oh! He's going to go to a barbecue. Oh, wait. Is, what? is this them?
1: Oh, here we go. Oh, no, they only did the one? Wait a second. Oh, yeah.
0: They, yeah, take, take your time. Kane. It's just I'm sorry. Podcast.
1: Legacy of Cain, I'm trying to think. Or was, was that them? They do all of those? They, they definitely did Blood Omen. I don't think I they don't, did all
0: of them. I feel like uh, that was definitely not Activision, and I feel I like was I was at own that like now, and that's like under Square e- Enix Yeah, maybe. I think
1: you're kind of right, but whoever owns Legacy of King should Damn. make those games.
0: That'd yeah, fun. easily. Um, let's, um, they already. And they, I think didn't they do this with Marvel Ultimate Alliance as well? They already kind of brought that back, and it wasn't super well received. Like they did oh, a poor did job. I? I remember that. It was that or like there's those you know one of those Marvel like Diablo clones.
1: Well, there's, yeah. like, that newer one for well, PC yeah. and console stuff. But that's not Ultimate Alliance. That's like No, yeah.
0: Ultimate Alliance is totally, they totally, re- re- like, re-released those on really? PC. Yeah. You might think be it, right. That does it, right. It was, I'm like, sure. Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance 2, I think, at the same time. In, like, one package, you had to buy them together.
1: You might be right.
0: That sounds it, about right. It only lists Ultimate Alliance here, not the sequel. So I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. It just seems like, okay, yeah, that's a great thought. Like, old nostalgia works. Congratulations for figuring that out. I just don't know, beyond Spyro, like, what they have. It's going to really...
1: It might even it. just be Spyro, but yeah. that'll be pretty good.
0: Yeah, that'd be good enough. I mean, they I, they should definitely do that. Those games yeah. were good. Oh, that'd be
1: great. The first two Spyro.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, because it's a very similar
1: uh, trajectory, right? Or trajectory. You have those three games that came out of the PlayStation that were really good. Then after and people that, people really cared about. It they yet. feel a yeah. deep
0: connection to those games. Uh, and after
1: that, it all went down the tubes.
0: Right, and then, and people didn't lose the connection. They just lost the quality games still coming out. So clearly, there's a, an audience impressive. to be served there.
1: Yeah. It's like you you can almost say they revived the Spyro franchise, but they didn't. They just turned no. it into something else. Spyro's not even a part of it.
0: No, yeah, he was just part of the first game, and then completely forgotten afterwards. So very very strange um okay yeah steam now has more monthly active players than xbox live um
1: gaming's dying
0: (laughs) remember that man
1: that was like people were starting to say so much i was was starting to believe it like i guess it must be and then when was
0: that that was like it wasn't it was 29 2009 2010
1: I would say a little, maybe a little earlier. This is more like maybe 2007, right? This is like the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era. Everybody, yeah, okay. Yeah, so like dying. 2007, 2008,
0: 2009, I think we got a lot of those headlines. Um, and it feels like it, it couldn't be more vibrant now at this point. It feels like it's never been bigger than it is right now.
1: Well, yeah, the, 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 so just like, well, just so many of like the things that are trendy in gaming just work best on PC, like digital mm-hmm. gaming eSports, streaming, just mm-hmm. like these online social worlds like all these things are just just work best on PC. So
0: yeah, I mean, you could tell the health of it like I always write this in any story I write about these kinds of things, but uh, the peripheral market is just insane right now. Every company that has ever had any relationship to gaming has the keyboard and mouse and a gaming headset. And like uh, they see all these people spending money on PC gaming, and they want to get in on that, that get in on that action. So clearly, there's people with money spending it, and you know it's benefiting everyone in the space. Um, I think uh, final news story: Persona Three Dancing Moonlight, Persona Five hey. Dancing Star Night. Well, Mike, just yes. tell me what the fuck's happening here. I don't understand. Well, the, do you remember do you remember Persona Four Dancing All Night? I do remember that. So these yeah. so the sequels and a, a sequel and a prequel.
1: Well, not necessarily. I don't know chronologically. So the amazing, the amazing thing about all oh, these no, ridiculous Persona thing. spinoff games is that they're all canon.
0: Okay, like, no like
1: Persona Four Dancing All Night had a legit like campaign mode with like a lot of voice acted dialogue and like cutscenes that like takes place after the
0: events of Persona Four, and it's all canon. And it's just yeah, about people dancing all in. night and now it's gonna no, be dancing demons, in the moonlight. No,
1: demons have invaded like girls' insecurities or their false like images when they're idols or something or another and they had to like awesome. go into their
0: subconsciousness so and So it's what happened away. in the gaming industry. That is show for the them, like the,
1: Yeah, they had to like show <laughs> that <had to> <laughs> the truth of their justice through dance or something like that. Yeah. And it's fantastic.
0: Okay. That I mean I I always heard amazing things about that game. So apparently it's they did well enough that they're making two sequels and yeah, this seems like it seems like people are really right. excited about this. I mean, it's are you excited to play both these games, or are you just yes. gonna play one or the other?
1: No, both. It's really neat because you would have expected like a like one, but they're just straight up like, no, yeah. we're gonna do it for Persona Three also.
0: And they're both coming out on PS4 and both on PS Vita. Or well, in
1: Japan, none of the like none of these things they announced have uh, a US release date yet, but they, they've all come out here so far. I wouldn't be too surprised if we don't get the Vita versions right. in the West. But the PlayStation 4 versions will happen.
0: I mean, it seems insane not to just do make that one the Switch version in the West. I mean, it feels like that would <laughs>
1: you would think at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, they announced Persona Q too, as well. But they, I don't think they said what platform. Wait, they said wait, anything. Which about ones, that. Persona that Q? A, that was the Etrian Etreon Odyssey okay. kind of crossover thing
0: again. Didn't, still, that, still very much canon. And that didn't come out here yet. Was it? Was the, the first Q one did it came out? Okay, right, yes. But
1: they announced that, Q two, and it's yeah, going to. Okay. Presumably, almost definitely, like so. Persona Q thing was that the Persona Three and Four cast like team up in some interdimensional rift thing, and this one will almost absolutely introduce the Persona Five cast in there as well.
0: I should play that Fire Emblem Shingami Tensei crossover and come on here and explain it. So I'm not, so I can sound crazy like you.
1: Man, I want to, but I'm. I'm they got they got to release on something besides the Wii U. I know. Give me a Switch version.
0: I have my Wii U plugged in, so I could use the screw, the, the, the gamepad, but not the TV. I might just play Shin it.
1: Shingeki is incredible because it's like the most weebish thing to become like kind of mainstream lately. It's yep. Persona specifically, and I love it. It's so great.
0: Yep, it's kind of insane that that the trajectory of that series uh, and how it has actually infiltrated mainstream. <laughs> like just just straight up, it's sold a ton. Everyone talks about it. It's insane.
1: Your, your game's doing pretty well if you can release two dancing spin-off games, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, clearly. Man. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mar- Mario's had a dancing game and a few, maybe a few other characters. You're on that level. You're on a Mario level now, Persona. Don't don't act like it. Keep being you. Um all right, Mike. I'm not sure if there's anything else. Uh, no other big news stories. I mean, I guess, did anything help happen while I was out? Anything you would oh, want to tell me about that I missed?
1: Don't, don't ask me everything. No, I, a I know. Blur. I'm, I'm
0: terrible. I don't have a good memory for that kind of thing either. I
1: think, a I think it was fine. I mean, there's a lot of Hearthstone cards being announced for the expansion that's coming out this week. I'm excited about that. But uh, I think the summer games event and Overwatch starts tomorrow. Everything I actually can keep up with is like overwatch Hearthstone and Nintendo other than that I have to be reminded <laughs> a lot of times mm-hmm. you, saw, you you report that guy from the uh, another Metroid 2 remake is going to help make Ori and the Will and the Wisps so, yes uh, that owns I'm so awesome.
0: excited about that that it was very very cool thing to see so he's just like hey it's been one year since AM2R came out also happening today I now work for Moon Studios uh, I'm gonna be. I'm designing levels for Ori and the Will of the Wisps, so that's that's wonderful. I'm glad that that kind of has a happy ending for that guy after dealing with with Nintendo's lawyers and having this game ripped off offline.
1: Yeah. not 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 through help of Nintendo, mind you, but now he's working on probably the the hot uh, Metroidvania franchise. So there we go.
0: Yep. So that's cool. Yeah. Um. I think anything else happens in the in the the week of news, we'll come back. and We're gonna discuss it next week. We'll be back then, Mike. In the meantime, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet?
1: Oh, I'm always at GamesBeat. You can also follow me on Twitter at Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O. I'm also always doing the Exploding Barrel podcast every week with my brother. That's at ebpodcast.com. Sometimes two a week. Sometimes two a week when he forgets to upload one one <laughs> week.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh- I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Uh, you can get me there. Say hi, whatever. My DMs are open. I probably won't sexually harass you. We'll see. Um, and I sometimes make videos on my YouTube page. What, Mike? Don't uh, don't just shake your head at me. How
1: dare you? <laughs> How dare you make light of the situation?
0: You can find that on YouTube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be putting some more videos up there now. And like I said, we're going to be doing this huge... PUBG tournament thing, so stay, stay tuned for that. Like us on Facebook if you want to get all the details. We'll definitely be talking about it on there. Um, Friday night, I think we're going to have a solo game with like maybe like 30, 40 people. We'll see. Cool. Yeah, so until next week, thanks for joining us.
1: Bye.